Every spring training, or at least every spring training setting of Worth, is going to have some kind of theme to it. And that theme, ideally, is set by the team itself. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Competition is the word I heard all week in Bradenton. It was coming from the very top. Bob Nutting mentioned it to me. Travis Williams mentioned it to me. Everyone's bringing it up, and it's originated with Derek Shelton, at least as a theme, as a concept. It originated with Ben Charrington, and I'm going to take you all the way back to Charrington's hiring to refresh the memories of those who might have forgotten, because that now seems like a, a pandemic ago, doesn't it? Well, Charrington's plan, which I will continue to insist I've really, really, really liked, including when I've been critical of his executions of it along the way, was to have quantity and quality of prospects, but of prospects who have higher-end potential, not just getting a bunch of safe guys. The latter was really the Neil Huntington-Kyle Stark approach. When they traded out Garrett Cole and they brought back Joe Musgrove, you knew Joe was going to be a starter in the majors. You didn't know how good. You didn't know what the ceiling was. Joe was a little bit of a ceiling guy, okay? And Joe, to his credit, ended up really becoming a pretty good big league guy. But most of the exchange, and most of their exchanges in general over their 12 years in charge, were of the Colin Moran variety. Moran was going to be in the majors. In fact, he was going to come here right away and be in the majors. And he was going to get his 500, 600 or more plate appearances to show what he can do and whether or not home runs in the Pacific Coast League would actually translate into home runs somewhere else for the first time in modern history. But I digress. What the Pirates always, all along, needed under Huntington and Stark was the type of trade in which they did very, very, very well to get O'Neill Cruz from the Dodgers for Tony Watson. And I said that at the time, not just now that everybody knows who Cruz is, because Cruz was that guy who was either going to be a complete bust or a superstar and probably not much in between because of the extraordinary physical skills that he had, because of the extraordinary build he either was going to be able to find a way to harness that or have help harnessing it, or he was just going to flame out. He just wasn't going to be able to find the coordination or the dexterity to make it work. And I'm not just talking about playing shortstop. I'm talking about everything. He's got a lot of moving parts, and they're very long. And he still might not, okay, not to be that guy. But it's looking very good. Those are the types of trades that you want to make. If Huntington and Stark had made more of those, they'd probably still be employed here. So this was what Charrington had brought up in this glass conference room at 115 Federal when I met with him and Bob Nutting at the time of his hiring. This was his emphasis. So what would happen, I recall asking, if you get 
a bunch of these prospects kind of on similar levels. Do you spread them out? Do you start trading them? And he said, that's a nice problem to have. We're nowhere near that. When we get there, we'll deal with it accordingly. And yes, all of those things are on the table. But the first step of that process is determining which of these prospects slash players you want to keep, meaning out of your own group. You guys have probably heard me cite the line from John Sherholz, the longtime legendary GM of the Atlanta Braves, where he said the most important talent that you have to evaluate is your own. And that's something else, by the way, that Huntington and Stark weren't very good at. Ask Jose Bautista about that one. But this right now is where some of the tougher decisions begin to get made. Really good example, the young catchers. Andy Rodriguez looks like he's going to be a star. He rocketed all the way up to number one on Baseball America's prospect list for the Pirates organization. It's it's a selection I endorse a thousand times over. Look what he did in 2022. Look how he did it. All the hitting, all the glove work, multiple positions, but especially cementing himself behind the plate. So he's behind the plate. Henry Davis, who was a first overall pick in the draft, is also behind the plate. Also has some possibilities for playing other positions. But Henry only brought his catcher's mitt to Bradenton. And Andy, (laughs) if you guys will remember, a year ago I did a video interview with Andy. And he was basically, he was showing off this beautiful new monogrammed bat that he had. And I said, what do you like best about it? He said, too much Homer, too much Homer. Now I'm not making fun of his, I'm not making fun of his English because then he could in turn make fun of my Spanish, which is virtually non-existent. I just love the line. I reminded him of that the other morning and he said, and it was right. And it was right. (laughs) It was, he was fantastic all year long. But what do you do? You got two of them now. You've got two of them. I'm not talking about for 2023. I'm talking about for the future. You've got to pick the right one. Not just to see who you're going to keep or who you might trade, but also who do you really feel best about moving out from behind the plate? They're not both going to be catchers. They're just not. They're just not. Competition, in, in keeping it in scale here, I'm not going over the top with the talent that the Pirates currently have, but there's competition at a lot of positions and a lot of roles. And that's not something that we've seen at all until this year under the Charrington administration. And you can tell that Shelton is soaking that up. He wants the other outfielders to look and see, here's Brian Reynolds, here's Andrew McCutcheon, now here's Jack Sawinski, here's Jiwan Bay. Here's Cal Mitchell. Here's Kanan Smith and Jigba. Here's Travis Swaggerty, Tukapita Marcano. There's a lot of guys. Again, I'm not suggesting they're all all stars or budding all stars, but there's a lot of guys. And you can tell the manager is enjoying that. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of 
steak on a stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Elena, who says... Since Derek Shelton was named manager, one of the major complaints about him is his quick pull of the starting pitcher. It's a similar approach to that of Rocco Baldelli, both of them preferring fresh bullpen arms over tired starters who struggle in the third trip through the batting order. Rocco's challenging his starters to pitch deeper in 2023. As the talent continues to arrive, will we ever see that from Shelton? I want to step back first. Elena, and instead of getting into the specific, you know, Shelton versus Baldelli or who's going to follow which pattern and say that a manager in baseball ultimately gets defined by the fans, by the better part of the fan base, based on how he handles starting pitchers and bullpen when he makes his pitching calls. And then I'll add on top of that that you're only as good as your pitchers. Your decisions are only as good as your pitchers. If that sounds like a cliche or a cop-out or an excuse-making or whatever, so be it. But it's actually the truth. On those rare occasions, and they've happened over the last three years, where the Pirates have had a run of good pitching, whether it was starting pitching or the bullpen, Shelton's looked like he knows what he's doing. He really has. There have been very few exceptions to this. There have been very few times where I said, man, he looked like he had all his pitchers. He had everybody healthy and lined up and just completely blew it. Why? Well, if you make a call to the pen and all you've got out there is, oh, I can start naming names. You know who we're talking about from last year. Every decision is going to be bad. If you take out a starter who's at, say, I don't know, four and a third innings. But nobody likes what they're seeing. Nobody in the dugout. Oscar Marine doesn't like it. Don Kelly doesn't like it. Shelton himself, he doesn't like it. And they say, look at these matchups that are coming next in the order, meaning from the other side. We're just going to get him out of here. We're going we're gonna to do what we have to, to uh, A, you know, theoretically win the game, and B, protect the pitcher. And when they do that, it looks really bad. And then you bring in a bad bullpen guy, and the bad bullpen guy gets hammered, and the whole thing just looks terrible, and everything would appear to reflect on Shelton. Whereas, and I think this is maybe what you were getting at with the Baldelli thing, Baldelli can look at his pitchers and say, hey, you guys are getting better. How about getting me another inning or so? You know, it's not asking a lot, even in 2023. Just get me another inning. Get me a little bit deeper. Make it to the sixth. You can do that. If you recall, Elena, the number of times that Shelton had starting pitchers make it deep into a game, and that actually happened more often than you might think in September and in that time range, he let them go. 
he let them go. He wasn't yanking them for the sake of yanking them. Now, they had gotten as far as they did with reasonable and safe pitch counts and taking into account that it was late in the year, so you're also talking about inning counts and more, but he let them go. He let them go. I don't believe that there's a thing that he pulls his starters too quickly. I don't believe that there's a thing that he leaves his starters in too long. I believe that there's a thing that he didn't have very good starters. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we'll do another one of these tomorrow. Thank you.